0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices.
1: What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse. And unfortunately, JC is not able to be here with us, but I have my co-host with the most Rado of, uh, of Wake It Up podcast. Come on in, Rado.
0: How you doing? What's up? Welcome back to another week of talk. <laughs> What's up? Happy Thursday to you, man. Happy Thursday to What's going on?
1: Uh so glad to have you back in the show. Um uh, definitely were a fan favorite last week so I'm glad you could fill in for JC while he is handling his business. Well,
0: thanks um, for having. Me. That's what I'm here for. Cool. Okay, I see you fresh. Okay, got the museum on. What's that? Just repping for the culture so museum is like it's one of the biggest urban brands in Washington DC. Everybody wearing it so I kind of have a really good relationship with um with the owners there. So, you know, I'm just repping. little museum, a little D.C. flavor, that's all.
1: Okay, well, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't shout out my girl off the one and two. You see it. This is okay. a little Talia Addy graphic tee. Um, yeah, she's the designer from Portsmouth, Virginia, out of L.A. right now. She got a lot of boss stuff on her uh, on her website, taliaaddy.com. If you guys ever see me repping some of the classic sh- uh, hats, she got a lot of stuff, you know, make sure you guys tap in. I'm going to make sure Cudi drops that link in the chat for you guys to Talia, Leah, T-A-L-I-A-A-D-D-I-E.com.
0: Well, museum, the museum.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we, we got to make sure we show love and just let everybody know what's up with these with these good apparel lines. But. Listen, let's go ahead and tap in. We got a fun show for you guys. I'm so glad you guys could pull up. Darnell, I see you in the comments are already was good. I know I got some of the stories that you sent me this week. So we just going to tap in. Let's just make it happen.
0: Let's do it.
1: All right. So first things first, and I'm glad I brought this story to you because, listen, a lot of people are feeling some type of way about returning back into the office now that COVID is officially over, right? And so there is um, a woman who quit her six-figure salary job um, because she no longer wants to work remotely. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, there's really no big details on this story, except for the fact that she was working remotely two days a week. Now she has to go back in full time. And she's just saying the work life balance is not there. So she gets more done while she's working for home and she wants to continue that way. Rado, I ask you and I ask our audience, are you going to quit your six figure job to work from home? What's the given?
0: Absolutely not. So I'm one of those people that really, really enjoy, like, I really hate the effects of COVID. However, I do really enjoy uh, being able to work from home and those kind of things. But you, I mean, I don't care. It's nothing that's going to stop me from getting that back. Nothing nada. They can say working from home, working in the sewer. You know, I'm one of the people that love money. So for me, six figures? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I mean, what are we talking about right now, Jews? Like, what are we really talking about? No. So... Have they said anything about what this um, wonderful person who have to have some money stashed away, what she's going to do now that she quit this, uh, <laughs> this, this, this six figure um, situation? Salary
1: job. Well, it, it doesn't it doesn't say it says that she was an administrator working in Arizona. And so I think the cost of living in Arizona is pretty good. Um, so I would argue that. As an administrator, I don't know what that means. Administrator of what? Like, are you an administrator of a school? You know, she's 53 years old. So maybe she's on the verge of retirement. Um, You know, but I, I get it. The demand is just not there anymore. If it's me. I could I could technically be in that situation, but I'm not quitting my job because I have to return back in office. You know what I'm saying? I would only quit my job if I knew I had something else. But I do agree with the fact of what she's saying, that the work-life balance is key. It's super, super, super important that, you know, I'm happy with the work that I'm doing. I see Darnell tapping in saying, you know, I'm definitely not quitting quitting my job. But listen, if you're not happy there and you don't want to commute, what she said was, is that she had this epitome or she had this uh, this epiphany on her way home when she was caught in traffic and being caught in traffic really just let her know, like, yeah, I'm absolutely not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like this is letting me know now. That I'm quitting this job. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with her. I'm happy that she has the luxury, amongst other people, to just quit a high-paying job like that in this time of day, and saying, you know what, I'm good. But I'm happy to see you guys tap in, so I can understand, uh, you know, what's going on, you know, in the world uh, for people like that. But let's go ahead and move on to our next topic. Listen, this is a this was a big deal, and it flooded social media. Uh, There is a guy, he's a 36 year old Texas man who was sentenced to 70 years in prison off a misdemeanor charge of spitting at the police. We got a short clip. Let's play it. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. It is 70 years in prison for a Lubbock man found guilty of spitting at Lubbock police. A jury handed that verdict down to this man, 36-year-old Larry Pearson, today. He was found guilty on two counts of harassment of a public servant for spitting at the officers. Pearson was arrested in May 2022 for a domestic violence incident. As he was being taken to jail, Pearson started kicking the doors of the officer's vehicle. When an officer opened the door to tell him to stop, Pearson spit at both of them and continued spitting at them until he got to jail. Pearson also had prior convictions of aggravated robbery and continuous family violence. Due to those convictions, the minimum sentence Pearson could have received would have been
2: 25 years.
1: Now, listen, that's crazy. And I know
0: you guys are thinking like 70 years for that? Um, Listen, impossible. I mean, what are we talking about? It's I mean, things get crazy and crazy and crazy. Jude. 70 years for spitting on an officer. Like, what are we talking about here? I mean, isn't it something called resisting arrest or even so. So as we know, spitting is considered assault. OK, so if you spit on someone, you can be charged with assault. OK, we're in the history of. Down South, racist Georgia, somewhere like that. That that definitely sentenced this guy. What state? What state was this out of? Texas. Even worse. So you know, we all know that Texas and who? Florida has the worst laws, craziest laws ever. But only in those places could they get something like this off. This would never ever happen with someone of Caucasian skin. And you're really telling me that you're going to sit here and give this guy seventy years? Not five, not six, which would be absurd. If they gave a man five years for spitting on a cop, that would be absurd. But now you're telling me because he hurt someone's pride is you want to make an example and give this man 70 years. So let me let me let me ask you this. And I'm just playing devil's
1: advocate. So because of his previous charges, okay, which included aggravated robbery, Um, a continuous amount of various family violence etc etc because of his prior conviction he was facing a minimum sentence of 25 years 25 is a huge gap from 70
0: no 25 is crazy
1: 25 is
0: crazy just in general right yeah like he must have had a public offender like public defender i'm sorry is this? I mean, it's it's crazy. The more and more public
1: offender, it seems a little bit more uh, more
0: appropriate, right? I mean, I mean, I would have to see like the real guidelines. So as we know, you have the state law and you have the federal law, which is two totally different jurisdictions, right? And they always say that the federal law supersedes the actual um state law or or, or or state things of that nature. However, um, this is just totally, 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 totally absurd. I've never heard of this. And it doesn't matter if he had a criminal history a million miles longer. Um, there was no way that you can justify giving this guy 75 years for a isolated incident, which resulted to him spitting. Right. There's not many murderers that get 75 years. Right. So this guy didn't didn't have any injury. He didn't receive a scratch. He didn't receive a disease. He didn't receive uh, a a, a virus, anything from this man spitting on him. So because his pride was hurt and because I'm 1000 percent sure that he spit on a white man in racist Texas, that we said, you know what, we can't electrocute him. We can't hang him. We're going to do it this way. Seventy five years.
1: So so Gorman is the the last name of the prosecuting attorney Mm -hmm. and. In his closing arguments, he told the jury to uh, to really make this one count. Send a message, he said, um, in terms of the sentencing, uh, noting uh, all of the previous convictions, the family violence, aggravated assault. Well, I'll, I'll say this. One, I don't understand how you're going to get a minimum sentence of 25 years for the aggravated robbery for a previous conviction. Because the word conviction means... That you've already been convicted and served your time. So I'm a little bit confused on this whole double double jeopardy kind of approach. The the idea of if you're going to live a life of crime, then go live a life of crime behind bars is kind of jacked up. Because if I've already served my time and I've come home, then why is it that it's being uh, why are all of those things kind of stacking on? Because of this domestic dispute, and then you're giving me this egregious amount of time uh, for a misdemeanor offense of spitting. You're not even being charged for the domestic violence situation. You're being charged uh, essentially for the spitting, right? And so, I don't know. This is just this is outrageous. I'm glad to see that we live in a time where social media is outraged about this. This guy better go back to a court. But go better go back to court and appeal this sentence because this ain't given.
0: Listen, it will not uphold. Do not worry about that, Jews. This will not uphold. One of the things that I hate, and when I use the word hate, I really mean hate. Um, it is very, very easy to get caught up in the system, and it's the hardest to get out of. Right. So all they want to do is put this man behind balls, which seems like forever, and he'll spend. Um, up to two to five years fighting this thing, right? Whenever you're in the system and you and you go through um, the legal system the right way, um, but behind um, the scenes, you have to go through all these different hurdles, right? All these different hurdles of putting in paperwork and this court date and this court date. And you find yourself fighting this thing for so long that a lot of people get exhausted and say, forget it. Yeah. So you have so many people behind the wall that are innocent, Um, You have a lot of people that take pleas because they're uninformed, because they're pressured, because they're scared. And like in this instance, don't have legal help. So whoever this person was did not have the right legal counsel. I'm sure he did not have the financials like a lot of our black and brown people. And as a result, it equaled to nonsense. And he got sentenced. And we have to start understanding social media has helped. A lot with exposing these different cases but there are thousands Jews and I mean thousands of cases as similar as this there's yeah. a case when a guy received 66 years for stealing a pack of candy a pack of nine ladies out of 7-11 he got 66 years so Florida and Texas do what they want a lot of the commonwealth st- or states people are scared of places like Virginia because of things like this so it's yeah. this it's nonsense and I hate it man um Free him, man. Free that man. Get him home to his family.
1: And shout out to all the good men out there watching, the good men and women watching this. Y'all stay Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Um somebody that don't need to stay down though is uh this this update, okay? They have an arrest for a tech executive that was arrested for the murder of I the Cash App founder, Bob. This is crazy. And really there's not a lot of details in this, but
0: This Um, is weird, Jews. Like, this is a very, very, very weird case. Like, you cannot do anything to anyone with money, especially a billionaire, without someone being caught or someone being a suspect, right? So so let's give our viewers a little background on what's going on here. So last week, we spoke about this story in which a tech um, genius, which was the founder of um, Cash App, was actually killed. He was stabbed downtown, right, in San Francisco. Um, and of course, we know downtown in a city that is tech savvy had everything, every camera on every building, on every bank, but no one's seen anything. So now, some odd weeks later, we're talking about a suspect and, and there hasn't been a name, uh place or anything of that nature. This is fishy. It was fishy then and it's way more fishier now. Uh, we have linked this to all of these billionaires that are all of a sudden being killed. Right. We talked about um, some of the founders who has some of these crypto coins, not bitcoins, but other crypto coins and other things are, are around this. And these guys that are coming up and becoming these overnight billionaires and overnight millionaires are coming up missing. Right. And they're calling most of the deaths suicides. One guy, they said he was with a expert expert pilot in a helicopter helicopter went down um the next guy was was on an island and drowned this guy right here was um a committed suicide this guy was 24 years old and they said he committed suicide <laughs> because he had too much money and was too happy stop man. it man. ridiculous stop it. this is ridiculous uh,
1: and there's and there's not a lot of details It just the articles <laughs> just come out and say that he was arrested without incident mm-hmm. um but we, we called it right. Stabbing is way too intimate to just be a random act. So we yeah, knew off the jump.
0: Yeah. This was personal. And it yeah, and then I hate to say it, but it wreaks government all over it. Reeks it all over it. yeah Ooh,
1: stinky! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, stinky! <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I don't,
1: I, I don't think we're gonna get much more information about this. Uh, the guy's name is Nima Momeni.
0: He's Nima a, Momeni. 38.
1: He's the one who's been charged for the alleged stabbing. Okay. Um, and, you know, the San Francisco police chief just came out at a press conference and said that, you know, the suspect was in custody. Uh This guy is from or he was arrested in Emeryville, which is a city in the Bay Area. So maybe we'll hear more about the cause. Um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure this has something to do with business. Like, I'm sure it has something to do with business and something else. But it would, yeah,
0: it wouldn't have it wouldn't have anything with the Fed's taking over digital currency, would it? course not. I don't of course not. Okay, of course it's not. not, not. That, absolutely that, not. They're absolutely. gonna snatch us off air. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. Not. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'm thinking crazy. <laughs>
1: um, well, one thing I know for sure that we all did not miss this week is this wild video clip that went viral of the Dalai Lama. And listen, I didn't bring the video because it's disgusting. But here's the clip. So the Dalai Lama is coming out apologizing after a video went viral of him kissing a little boy on the mouth that he didn't know. And then oddly, in a joking manner, he sticks his tongue out and then he says, suck my tongue. End quote. It
0: was disgusting. This, this is out of control. OK, yeah. No. Um, So I got to get a little more serious because I'm always jokey, jokey. It touches my soul in a different kind of way when we're dealing with these children.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I hate it. Um, So obviously, you know, in other cultures they respect these, um, these popes and these different um, individuals that are, you know, in the, in the religious beliefs and things of that nature. Um, was, Was close by these nasty And I call them nasty. These nasty men that are in position that take advantage of their own people are the ones that do this crazy, nasty stuff. This guy decided to put his entire tongue out and have a kid suck on it. I mean, I I just I can't understand it. I don't like it. I hate it. It's offensive. And I mean, I I really can't say how I feel on it. But as a parent, I always tell them gangsters are not the biggest gangsters Parents are. OK, uh-huh. these guys in the streets that you that you feel like killers and murderers and go hard and are very aggressive. Do something to a parent. I mean, do something to a parent, do something to a child, to a parent child and see what happens. Man, that that right there, I, 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 it's hard for me to even comment on this because in, initially, as soon as I see it, I just get so upset, so upset. Like, how are we even allowing this? How are we even allowing this? This guy had a child suck on his tongue and then what what is the apology about? Can we can we talk about that? What are you apologizing yeah, what are you apologizing for? for? Because
1: even before the tongue thing, you know, the little boy approached him. Now, let's keep in mind this video is old. It came out it, this incident actually happened in February. And so the the Dalai Lama is 87 years old. And the context of the story, to me, I, and I'm not going to build this up any more than traditional media, but traditional media is like, well, he always is known to be like joking and do things like this. So in the video, he says, give me a kiss right here and points her cheek. Give me a kiss right here. And then they're like coming nose to nose, like essentially if this were like his dad or like the grandfather, like the kissing wouldn't be weird, but this is, you're a public figure. You are a public servant and this is a baby and you have a responsibility to show what is appropriate and not appropriate. This whole, cause this is the thing he said, now kiss here. Now kiss here. Now suck my tongue. And the little boy went in and he kind of was awkward and hesitating. Like, I'm not really sure what this guy is asking me. And so then kind funny. of shooted the child out of the way. What's even more gross about this is that no one else around said anything. And if you're willing to do this on public display, like this was a graduation. Like, you know what I'm saying? This, there was 120 students graduating from the India M3M foundation so this was a well broadcasted event so it's not th- I don't I don't think this could have fallen short on anybody like this was not lost on anybody it just so happens that this video went viral and so now we're all having something to say about it but this guy's hella nasty off this like
0: and guess what it's this, is not the, nasty. This, this is not the first time this happened Hell this no. is not the first time that happened so this is the thing so so for me I'm looking for severe punishment you know I, I want people like this not even to walk the earth They say, he should yeah. get 70 years yeah exactly exactly <laughs> you know and it's and it's it's crazy because you know civilization is not safe with people like this yeah you talk about sickness and you, you know back in the day they used to euthanize people <laughs> and i'm not saying that's something that we need to bring back but then people like this need to disappear you know there needs to be extreme examples. So I know it was either last week or the week before last we touched on um, parts of Africa being very extreme, right? Well, homo, homosexuality, and I won't I won't touch it on that because I don't believe that homosexuals should be killed in any kind of way. Um, I love homosexuals. Um, I'm not homosexual myself, but mm-hmm. I respect the community, and um, I'm saying. It was rather absurd how they went and said, Well, we are going to give um, people who are homosexual life or people who, you know, and and even kill some. Uh You know, we are being extreme with things of that nature, people who are just choosing a different sexual orientation in which we really don't care about, right? Right. But now you have someone who was forcing. And molesting someone in front of you, your young boy, your young baby son, right in front of you. And what is the punishment? He gets to just, he just gets, gets, he all he does is apologize. Let's stop it.
1: Let's yeah, well, stop. We have a comment that came in from, uh, from Sheena. And it says, if the former mayor of Seattle who molested tons of boys, including his cousin, did not get time for being a pedophile, neither is the Dalai Lama. One thing Ooh. I can say about it is like mm-hmm. someone like the Dalai Lama or individuals that are in a position of power oftentimes don't get the don't get the same action and justice right and so this happened on a public platform we're just hearing about it nothing happened the Dalai Lama gets to apologize for making other people feel uncomfortable about it and he still gets to be the Dalai Lama
0: absolutely which is which is crazy and mind-blowing to me which is crazy and mind-blowing to me like I really don't understand how us as a culture, you know, I understand there's different cultures, different different walks of life, different people. But we're all human beings. And I, I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what race or ethnicity you are. Everybody understands universally what's right and wrong. You yeah. can be Asian, you can be black, you can be of any kind of descent. You can be an animal. Everyone understands what's right and what's wrong. And no one is accepting a grown man sticking his tongue out for a young boy to suck, man. I, I I hope uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can like, It's it's just it's laughable because it's just like what I get so upset because I get upset when I hear about these kind of stories and there needs to be this is the this is why we need masculine men in place this is why we need men in power and position that can stop this ignorant stuff here because this right here some someone needs to get that Dalai Lama. <laughs> And I can't, you know, I'm, I can't say things on air. But he just—I don't like that he's doing that. I mean, for me, I'm gonna just be honest. <laughs> I can only speak for myself. If this man did this to my son, there no, we go. We're not going there. We're not going. But I, I, just, I look at it because he's someone's yeah. son. It's all. It's, he is someone's son. So as a father. I relate to how the fathers should have should have felt. <laughs> there will be no more Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have Sheena's comment coming in that says, don't say it live, LOL. I won't, Sheena. I won't, Sheena. But Do- there will be no more Dalai Lama.
1: all right well look this is a great time to take a break we're going to take a quick break but when we come back i have got to give some more laughs and give a hard time to nick cannon um, he forgot one of his kids man he out here having all these food. <laughs> let's take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk about it while him out. out what's up everybody you know me and Basa my girl we had to pull up to Market Street shoes once again y'all and you know we do this every season we have to get the new shoes the new boots and this time I even got a coat Yeah, no you did walk in without a coat I really I'm did. glad you found one but their boots were on point yes the boots the bags I even grabbed a flannel yeah you did you know and i was able to get some hats and everything i was really impressed and you know i was impressed because of course i got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days yeah no i I look at your white boots and i'm like darn it they only have one pair me and basa wear the same size of course every time we walk out with several bags in hand several bags and sometimes even a backpack you guys make sure you check out market street shoes yeah please deck them out where they go basa Ooh, 2232 northwest market street seattle washington all right, y'all. Welcome back to a Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules Jesse.
0: And I, I am Rod-o. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You know, my aunt texted me this morning and was like, I posted Rodney in my Instagram story, and there's a video yeah. of him singing. So if you guys want to see him you know
0: singing. Post that is, we- huh? You said, we're not posting me singing, are we? That was, that was private. No, I posted it. Oh Lord have mercy. You posted me in a towel. <laughs> that was that was private. Like oh what? Tomatoes, 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 tomatoes.
1: You guys tap into the comments. What's what I mean, what's a bigger boundary? Posting your girl in a towel or posting your man singing? It's a no-brainer. <laughs> I um, that one. Anyway, I lost my train of thought, but I want to bring it back to this conversation about Nick Cannon. Okay, okay. Nick Cannon went on Howard Stern. I don't even know Howard Stern still had a show, but clearly yeah, this is making it. him relevant again. Howard Stone is uh, Howard Stern, excuse me, is known to kind of like tripping people up and he kind of did that in this clip. Let's take a second uh, to view the clip. We'll come back. And I want to know did he really forget the name of his kid? And when you know their says, names all everyone's name? I can name all, of course. Can you, you can you name, name everyone. Kid. I'm going to oh, test go. rock, you. I got the, I got the well, hold on. Moroccan, Moroccan and that. Monroe, which we call Rock and Row, Golden, and roll. Powerful, and then Zion, Zillion, Zen. That's and correct. then from there, we, yeah, it is legendary. Then there's legendary there's love, rice. legendary yes. love. Then there's rise. You left out onyx eyes coal. I, oh no! You know what I did? I that's, you did. You got? I, I knew I, you didn't I know. I was to
0: go. Well, <laughs> well. Let me say that. Ew. Listen, before we even hop in to to him forgetting his kids. What are you what is they naming these kids? Right. Exactly. Wow. Powerful. Bro, this is not this is not a game. Like, this is not a game. We're just like like having kids and just naming them stuff. Like, what, what are we talking about? Zillion. <laughs> Zillion, Zion, and Zen. Bro, Nick Cannon is out of control. So okay, let me give you. Um, a little play by play. So for me, I do feel that men are made to populate the earth, right? Um, do I agree with how Nick Cannon does it? Eh, I'll just say it's a little untraditional. Okay. Not under the bus. So it's very different in his approach. Um, I mean, he got the money. He does well. He takes care of all of his children. Um, he has relationships with most of the children's mom, um, it's new. I mean, we have we are evolving into a world that nobody recognizes anymore. <laughs> <So> I'm just <laughs> well said. Well said. I, so I'm just trying to find my space. The reason why I'm speaking like this is because in a non-traditional crazy world, I'm just trying to act like I know that I, I'm trying to act cool. I'm trying to act like I'm cool with this, right? Because I don't know what's going on. This guy sitting up here playing around having all these children with these different girls, different women, and just naming them stuff. And yeah. he's up here like, oh, I, I would have forgot this name, too. I, Onyx, Ice Cold, Love. what are we talking about? And do you know, the baby mother, the baby mother, uh,
1: who allegedly, according to social media, who's also in a new relationship, which is odd because, you know, they never get in other relationships. Come on, come on, come, on, come, on, come on.
0: So the mom is is the newest mom, right? I believe so. So this this child is like five to six months and she already has a new relationship. Listen, that's the T. That's the T. And, and, and,
1: and how much is she getting per month? In well, you know, they don't they don't disclose
0: that. They don't it's, disclose it's, that. It's giving we're doing bad, and it kind of likes me, babe. Do you mind? We're taking care of it. (laughs) It's given plan. Let's just give him one more
1: and get this. You know, when we talk about years worth of income,
0: you know, everybody talks about toxic. So toxic has become so popular, right? The word and how we use it, and it's so crazy because everything is so toxic right now. I can I can really see. Like it, it sounds crazy. But in the world we're looking living in, which is what I would call non-traditional, I can really see individuals saying like, "Look, babe, Nick Cannon been following you. He likes you. Remember that story that you talked about two months ago when uh, when Drake hopped in that girl DMs and the boy yeah. being famous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> Oh, Drake and your B- in your DMs. Go ahead and cultivate that, babe. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, <laughs>
1: Well, hold on. She's actually, I apologize. I'm looking at the family tree. Okay. Uh, the mother, Lanisha Cole of Onyx Ice Love Cole, whatever, mm-hmm. or Canon, whatever the baby's name is, Onyx Love. She's baby mama number nine. Or she's baby number nine of baby mama number six.
0: So, <laughs> again... We're going to just use the word untraditional to just keep it professional. But again, let me tell you what I don't like about it. Here's
1: what's here's what's messed up about it, because Nick Cannon got 12 kids. Number one, I don't care that he doesn't remember. He didn't recall the baby's name because I think I think he could have really I think he knows all. I think he knows all 12. And I know that sometimes my mama used to look at me and be like, what's your name again? Be looking at me and
0: forget. Name all 12 of your cousins
1: right now. I mean, (laughs) I can't
0: even barely name 12 people at the top of my head. I call, I call Cairo Rigo. I call you April. So I think
1: everybody forgets their kids. I mean, I look at Cairo and be like, shoot, who are you again? I get it. I get it. I mean, it's just like little brain fart. But I also think that Howard Stern was trying to like catch him up in that moment. He was trying to trip him up. But that's not, to, that's not to excuse Nick Cannon from being extremely fucking reckless. Yeah. Excuse me, he's being reckless yeah. for having so many kids. Yeah. And it's just this whole like population thing. Like, oh, I just want to have all these kids. And I love the comment from Kaylee saying they naming these kids like they're not going to grow up. What kind, of, what kind of professional are you going to be? And your name is beautiful. Your name is legendary love. Uh, Rise your name is Britney Bell has the most wildest kids, Golden Saigon, Golden Saigon, Powerful Queen, and Rise Messiah. It's
0: given, plan, it's given,
1: it's, it's giving give. from a different planet, oh,
0: yeah. it's
1: giving from a different planet, and I'm yeah. sick of it, yeah. but um. I think it's irresponsible to have a bunch of kids this way, because while he is well off enough to financially take care of these kids, how are you going to be? They have so many different mothers. They live in different households. How are you going to be a dad to have an emotional relationship with these kids? I don't see it. Like it's too many.
0: It is. I mean,
1: we see some of the larger families like the Kardashians or like Diddy and all his kids. And a lot of them, you know, they're older now. He has more kind of over them. But these small things, how are you going to be at, you know, six different Christmases? How are you going to be at 12 different graduations? And some of these things, I get it. You know, what he says is like, well, I have a schedule and I'm going to map it all out. But it's just not given that. Some of these kids are going to be left by the wayside emotionally.
0: They will, and and I got two interesting perspectives. So one, the first perspective is I agree with Dominique Moore. She has she's saying that he's basically having all these kids because we do know that Nick Cannon um has a severe case of lupus, right? Hmm. So I do believe that he's having all these children to to continue his legacy. Had I been him as a man, I would do the same thing. So I get that part right. Okay. But another way to look at this, right? Before the 1950s, the, the average household for Black people was eight, right? right. So it wasn't uncommon for uh, um, families to have um, 10 siblings and 11 siblings. However, right, that was actually in the same household. When it came, it's spreading this thing pretty thin, so it was really hard exactly. to put them together. And if you notice, a lot of them are not in the same state. He has kids in Atlanta kids in California, kids in Florida. So he's like, he's on some populating the earth stuff. (laughs) Dominique said he also needs the blood. Uh, (laughs) I
1: see Cuddy in the background nodding his head like, yeah, that too. What? Is he a vampire? I mean, this is... Listen, I mean, the odds are in his favor if he ever I'm needs a big blood transfusion. the big boy, not that he needs the blood. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of listen. Uh, yeah. She saying Mo- Monique Pleasant comes from a black family of twenty-six, right. all the same mom and dad, right here in Washington. Mm. I, you know, my homegirl, girl, um, you know, my homegirl, Sheena and Marion and them, their mm. their mom, their aunts come from like a family of like 25. It's like 25 brothers and sisters.
0: Can we brought that up? I'm starting to interrupt you. Does Sheena, Did she just say a family of 26 and you said a family of 25 from the same mom and dad? Yep. So vaginas vaginas can do that? Absolutely. And
1: multiple sets of twins. There's like three sets of twins in the family.
0: You're telling me one woman can push out 20 kids out that same vagina? Babe, you know, what do you
1: think 19 kids and counting is? There's a know, whole TV. There's a TV show
0: dedicated to that. Well never knew vaginas can do that. Not no 20. 19 kids and counting. I never heard of that show. The the thing that I have seen it, I seen I seen they had that, that that family of nine and a family of 10 and 11. And I thought that was absurd. And they had like triplets and stuff like that. But a family of 26
1: listen like, don't get any ideas because that ain't happening 12?
0: over here. Did they start at 12? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. I'm mean, how many, how many. I, I love know. that
1: you're truly bewildered about
0: this right now. That you're no, really no, like, no. wait, what? No, I've known, I've heard of dads having 20, 30 children, right? And it's but like, never
1: from the same mother and father.
0: Not, there will be like 15 baby mothers, and the guy will always love the baby mother who had, he had like three kids with. <laughs> the rest of them would just be one offs, right? And it's like, I love this one, <laughs> you know, because she has the most. But to come out and say, <laughs> yeah, dudes do that all the time. With the baby mama that they got the most kids with, that's the one they love the most. So he'll have he'll have twenty five kids. The one that got two, I love her. So wait a minute. If that's
1: the case, the odds are not in my favor yet because I only got
0: one. <laughs> baby, I love you. I love. I'm gonna you. have to throw one more just right. to lock it in. Right not for real for real <laughs> yeah you're crazy bruh Nah, 20, crazy. 26 is counting is, is, is crazy and that Dominique Moore that comment he needs the blood that's out of control <laughs> <laughs> and, there's, and, there's, and
1: you know the show on TLC it's like I think it's like the new one is like 21 and counting on like they just TLC had to switch it up but okay. you know interesting enough and, and I'll leave this I'll leave this to you is that the brother the oldest brother in um ninth, like the Duggars like the, the Duggars who had the, the kids, you know, mm-hmm. the oldest brother turned out to be a pedophile and he was molesting his sisters. Wow. And he just went to jail. Yeah. So if you guys didn't know that the Duggar kid, the oldest Duggar kid, he went to jail. I, I talked about it on this show.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, I let's go to the next one. I get, I get, I get emotional with all that crazy stuff, man, all that pedophiles. And but yeah,
1: them. you can absolutely, uh, one woman who has a very strong womb,
0: I, I did very strong. I did not know that vaginas was going on. It's not the years vagina; years it's the, the womb. The it's the woman. uterus. Men, we don't know that. We just call it the vagina. Vagina is is the atlas to all of that. You got a, a woman only has two things: a vagina and a stomach. There's no in between. <laughs> we don't, we don't know all the other stuff. <laughs> we don't know all the other stuff. This is why I needed I
1: needed you to sit in with the doula. <laughs> <laughs> the vagina is like the least important thing when you get, when you have a baby, it's like no, the, 26
0: is out of control,
1: super out of control. It's giving no walls. Nothing's left.
0: <laughs> no reconstruction
1: period. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's get a little bit more. <laughs> look, <laughs> Veronica came in and she's like, what did I come into? Wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> um, Let's okay, so we got our last topic. We only got we got about 10 minutes to talk about this. So I want to bring it in. Let's get a little bit more serious. Shanquilla Robinson, the case of Shanquilla Robinson, she was um the young girl who went out to Mexico with her friends who came home in a body bag. Uh, there are no charges being drawn on the friends who alleged to say that they're um Their friend uh, died of alcohol poisoning, Um, but officials in Mexico say that it was a spinal cord injury. We did see that viral video of of uh, of her being beaten up. Let's let's play the video. Um, We'll come back and then we'll talk about it. The latest
0: in the case of Sincrela Robinson, who died while vacationing in Mexico, her family is saying they plan to continue fighting for answers after the Justice Department said it would not bring charges in the case. Jade Norman is here with more on this. This is so unsettling.
2: It it absolutely is. And so many people asking so many more questions. This was unwelcome news to not only her family, but many on social media who pushed for the initial investigation into what happened. Now, remember, Mexican authorities issued an arrest warrant last year. It's unclear how this new announcement from U.S. officials will impact that investigation or the extradition request. This morning, nearly six months after her mysterious death at a Mexican resort, the family of Shanquilla Robinson reigniting their demand for answers. We're disappointed, but we're not deterred. In a statement Wednesday, U.S. authorities announcing they would not pursue charges. The DOJ saying, based on the results of the autopsy and after a careful deliberation and review of the investigative materials, the available evidence does not support a federal prosecution, adding it is important to reassure the public that Experienced federal agents and seasoned prosecutors extensively reviewed the available evidence and have concluded that federal charges cannot be pursued. Everything that was determined by the Mexican government that was included in the investigation would have been turned over to the U.S. government. So there is potentially information that we're not aware of that would have also weakened this particular case. The attorney general's office in Baja, California, Sir, telling ABC News they have no comment on the DOJ's decision and that their investigation remains open. The 25-year-old North Carolina native was on vacation in Mexico with six people last October when she died within 24 hours after arriving. Her mother says they told her Shanquilla died of alcohol poisoning. Days later, video too graphic to show here surfaced, going viral on social media, showing Robinson being attacked and beaten by a woman in the villa where the group stayed, leading to public outcries for
1: justice. United States citizens cannot go to Mexico, commit a crime that we all saw on a video and then come back to America and say, we're on base, we're safe. We're not gonna be charged with
2: a crime. Mexican police initially saying she died of cardiac arrest, but her autopsy from Mexico later showing Shankula's death, the result of a severe spinal cord injury and a broken neck, leading authorities there to issue an arrest warrant for a suspect unidentified stateside. However, an autopsy done in the US showing brain swelling and ruling her cause of death inconclusive was completed after her body was embalmed. The family's attorney saying those discrepancies were caused by delays. If it had been taken serious from the very beginning, there would have been time to take an immediate autopsy. And meanwhile, the family still urging the US to extradite who Mexico says is responsible for Shanquilla's death and pushing for a high level diplomatic intervention. A Mexican source close to the investigation also saying the participation of US authorities is essential to moving this case forward. But guys, you can see why there are still so many questions.
1: I mean, that's literally all we're left with is questions. I can't understand how nobody was picked up on this. There's a whole video showing her being attacked by one of the girls she went on vacation with. And so what's happening is that and I see Disciple Boys asking uh, who cleared her death. The United, no one cleared her death. Mexico is saying, oh, no, we still got a case. And if they come over into Mexico, we're going to charge them. But the issue is that the United States is not going to charge them here and they're Mm -hmm. not going to extradite them. And so, essentially, this is a cold case. And and like the attorney for um, Shanquilla's family, they're saying, like, you know, they're kind of like, oh, we're on base, we're safe. So as long as they don't go to Mexico, ain't nothing gonna happen to
0: them. So it was it was almost like jump rope. I was about to say, who's gonna go? Who's gonna go? Tag you it. We <clears throat> start with this. So you know, for me, it's really hard to really discuss with people um, where this really stems from. And a lot of it stems from how they treat black and brown people with us. They just they just kind of just throw us under the rug. Had this would have been someone who was Caucasian or someone with um hmm. I can't even say that on air, but had it would have been the right people, this this investigation would have went a lot further than, than when it was than, than when it went um it is It's is very upsetting um to be quite frank. That this thing has not been investigated. We all know that Mexi- Mexico lacks, um, you know, the, the proper resources to even do a, a, a international investigation of this sort. And it's crazy because at some point, Sanquilla's family, someone needs to come out and have an independent investigation to really be able to help out with this case because they're not doing it. The U.S. is not going to do it. And they're not going to do it because they could care less about black and brown people. We've seen the tape. We've seen the video. We know that her injuries is a result of her friends fighting her. And at the end of the day, what has happened is that they have allowed the case to die down. Because one of the things that we do as black and brown people, when something first happened, the first thing that we do is yell, holler, and scream because we're, we're very emotional and we don't do anything as far as putting things on record like we should. But we scream and holler, and, and the U.S. understands how that work. They stand back, they let things die down, and then they say, okay, it's over. And what they're going to do now is after putting out the statement, is it'll be some backlash for a few days, and they're going to stand back again and just let it go away. I hope her family fight, 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 and fight. Because one of the things that was most interesting is when the lawyer said, you can't just come back to U.S. on base and just say, tag, you know, I'm safe. It doesn't work that way. And, and it's just so sad to see her family going through this without any justice, you know, because it was it was it was already trying to be swept up by the Mexican authorities. When they first said she died from a, um a, a alcohol overdose, you know, her mom actually had an um, independent investigator come and do a separate autopsy. And that's how they really figured out the cause of the death. Yeah, um,
1: it, it was super sloppy. I mean, the... the and it
0: still is super sloppy.
1: The, the investigation was sloppy to begin with. And it was sloppy, one, because the, the, the friends, right, they also led law enforcement in a different direction, right? And so there wasn't anything that they felt that they needed to go a little bit further with. Right. So that was the first thing. Mm -hmm. Secondly, the police officers wrote the time of death that was inconsistent with the autopsy. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of inconsistencies with the paperwork. And so I understand, unfortunately, why federal prosecutors here in the United States feel like they just don't have enough evidence to support and in, even an in indictment, like if there's if they don't have the right evidence, if they don't have a case, they're like, listen, our hands are tied. This case and this evidence is so sloppy. We're never going to get a conviction. They're not going to be able to spend resources on that. And it's so sad that we have essentially all the facts right in front of us in this video. But I would like to see at least some type of justice be done as it relates to um, just like societal justice. Right. If you know these people that are involved in this case, what are we doing to kind of lean on them to ask for, you know, answers? You know what I'm saying? This is a terrible thing that has happened, mm-hmm. and if it had been like uh, Gabby Petito, Potato, Potato, mm-hmm. who the entire news media ran this story over and over and over. A constant news cycle. Shanquilla Robinson had lost her life and we didn't know about it until weeks later. Okay. And that timeline, you know, the United States got her body back. They did an independent autopsy, but now they're doing an autopsy at post-embalming. So you're really yeah. not going to be able to use any of that in court. So
0: And it lacks, some of, evidence. Yeah, so it lacks sure. some of the evidence. Yeah, of I think you spoke on exactly what um, what Swab says, the Disciple Boy 2000. He says he says no, the U.S. won't charge something like this from another country because they will have cases all day. Yeah, and that's something that we don't understand when 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 figuring out these things, the stuff that happened right over the border. You guys know it's it's so many things happening, murders, drugs, so many import and export going on at that border that the U.S. can't open this kind of case because if they did, they would have to convict everything else. You know what I'm saying, so it's I understand. Good. It's that.
1: kind of the perfect murder, if you think about it. It's like murder. It's the perfect murder. She was
0: only there for 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. Mean, you know what? And and I, and I hate to say this, but this is the most insensitive thing that I can say. And, and and I apologize in advance for saying this to the whole Robinson family, um, if you're watching this or if you or if you ever see this. But I just wish Chancilla would have fought back. It, it, at some point, it comes to humans having to defend themselves, self. Um, I have a daughter, um, and, and I tell her all the time, don't let nobody beat on you. You don't stop nothing, but you don't let nobody hit on you. And in that, in that video, they whooped on Shanquilla for hours and hours, and they was just taking turns, and her two friends just sat there on the side. But she just covered up and said, I'm not fighting you. And I'm sure she was scared. I don't know all the circumstances, but that was a clear case of fighting for your life. You know, and they sit up there after they whooped her real bad, you know, they put her in the bed and left her in the bed for however long until people came in to kind of, you know, no get to her. So she had been dead for some time before they came in. They put her in the bed under the covers.
1: It's an interesting argument to to be to kind of listen and think about what would have happened if she had a fought back. Sometimes in those cases when you do fight back, it's even worse. But maybe that would have made things a lot more well, apparent.
0: I, I, Mike Tyson has a famous quote that says everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-mm. You think it makes it worse, but it is very easy to, to fight somebody who's not fighting back, babe. If you sit up there and beat on somebody <laughs> and, and you eventually get punched in the face, then all of a sudden you gonna hold your guards a certain way. I mean, yeah. I agree with what you're saying, but in a clear case of, of fighting for your life, it, it, it gives no better example. And, you know, just needless to say, you know, she had, you know, the following day, her her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, ex-lover was on the way. And he actually came there and discovered her and things of that nature. But it's just like, what was it? You know, what was the yeah. underlying thing? I see that Sheena says, is that Sheena? Uh, I seen it. In the, oh, yeah, that was Sheena saying her friend set her up for murder. It was jealous women. And, and yeah, it was very jealous women because they said she had a bad. They said she funded the whole trip, um, mm-hmm. that she bought everybody's stuff. So how can you treat an individual like that? How, yeah. How can you treat an individual like that? And, and I hate to say it because money is not everything, but it, there's a clear case between those who have and those who have not. And even though people say she paid for a trip, it's not the kind of money that we're talking about. Had it would have been somebody of power position and, and of uh, Caucasian descent, we would not be talking about this. Um, those people would have been buried as soon as they got back. As soon as they got back.
1: You know, I, I want I wanted to tap in a little bit on this jealousy thing. It's crazy that jealousy and envy will lead you to a lot of dark places. And it's always the people that are closest to you that okay. seem to want to hurt you the most. And it's kind of a constant theme that you and I discuss on, on, on occasion. It's like... Anytime someone does something to you, you're like, you always look and you're like, wow, but you're supposed to be my man or you're supposed to be like my girl. And and it's always that much more hurtful to think that she was the one who funded the trip, who put the Airbnb on her card. Like she was the main, she was in the master suite, which lets you know that she was, you know, the main one um, in control of the trip to think that she's the one who didn't come home and that you didn't even have the decency to wait there and take the body home and bring it back to her mother. Mm. That right there, I would not care how long it took when we come together, we leave together. And, and that alone lets you know that there was a lot of different, d- there was a huge disconnect in the relationship that the girls had with Sean That they didn't even wait. They didn't even give, they didn't even let the Airbnb know that they were leaving. They hopped up and booked early flights to go back to the United States because they didn't want to stay there. And it lets you know that something bad happened while they were there. Because why wouldn't you stay with your friend and make sure that she made it back to US territory and bring her home to her family? They're not young kids.
0: They never loved her
1: One years old is old enough to know better you would never leave your sister behind and that that lets you know that that was just I mean it's just it's it's bizarre to even think it's, about
0: it's because they never loved her you know you have to understand and we speak about this a lot it is a matter of life and death to understand who your friends and who your associates are and people allow those things to coexist too closely because of time and because of experience and and, and things of that nature. But you have to be able to understand who is a real friend and who is an associate. And you have to put those people in those certain places so that you won't be disappointed in the end. I'm very unapologetic for me having basically three friends. Well, the things that happen in my life, when I really wanna say who's a friend or who's a brother, it's gonna be Joe, it's gonna be Trey. It, 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 you know, it, it'd be a, a yan. You know, it, it'd be my brother, little tank. It's, it's, it's more. It's, it's closely related like that because you have to understand. Everybody will show love, but not know how to love you. Yeah. It, Ooh. It, it, you know, and, and it is so important for you guys to not miss that message because we all have people around us right now who we think are friends because we call them family because we call them blood. Yeah. They're just waiting those people are just waiting for you guys to go to Mexico. They're waiting for their time to go to Mexico. And in a literal sense for you guys that don't understand what I'm trying to say, your Mexico might be Florida or your Mexico might be Virginia. But Your Mexico might
1: be somebody's backyard cookout. It's going to mm-hmm. take that moment Absolutely. where you have a fall and, Absolutely. and people want to swoop in and, and kind of and feed off that negative energy yeah. Or, yeah. or make it happen. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: I just, I just, I, it, my heart goes out to this, to this family. My heart goes out to the whole Robinson family. I, I never knew we would be here today. I yeah. thought it was a, when, when the feds said they was getting involved. So it's the saying, and I hate to go all over the place because I know we're short for time. But I'm gonna say this last thing. There's a saying that says the feds can um, that they can indict a ham sandwich. That means you do not have to be guilty. If they want to indict you, if they want to bring you in, they can do it. Even if you haven't done anything. So mm-hmm. to say that there wasn't enough evidence to convict this guy is just crazy. We just talked about early on the show that a man received 70, 70, years, for spitting 70 years for spitting on the cop. You have someone who just killed the woman on tape, on tape with evidence, but then you say we can't convict it. You know, it's, it's out of control. Again, I started this thing with the Nick Cannon saying that we're living in an untraditional world. And yeah. I see it to be nice because this is the craziest time that we've ever seen in modern history. This is Sodom Gomorrah. This is so many different things. And we'll say the rest of that for the next show. But y'all be safe, man. I love y'all. And go ahead and uh, close us out, Ms. Jules. All right. Well,
1: thank you so much, everybody, for joining in on this episode of Clapback Culture. It's been a pleasure. I love that you guys tapped in and were super active in the comments. Sheena, thank you. Darnell, thank you. I see you guys. Um, What a great show. Rodney, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Big
0: shout out to the museum. Big shout (laughs) out to the museum.
1: Facts. So look, Rodney, when you're not here on Clapback Culture, where can they find you?
0: Well, you guys can catch me at rado 007. On all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, y'all slide through, see how life is going. I love you guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to host again. Peace.
1: All right. <laughs> and I'm Jules Jesse. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J U L E S. Yes, you know what it is. Make sure to send me those topics. I want to know what you want to talk about for next week. Until then, I'm your girl. I'll be right here, same time, same place next week. Peace.